So if you ask me, Dan, what do you do with that money? I don't know, right? I, I know that I was a bit flamboyant. I was a bit, I spent the money on things that didn't really mean anything, if I'm, to, mm. if I'm allowed to say that, right? Mm. So bought stuff I didn't have to buy. And sometimes I even struggled to get to the end of the month. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the following five free benefits. First, you get the risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Second, you get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Third, you get a 25% discount on all ASTOTS Academy courses. And fourth, you get access to our Facebook community to get to know guests and fellow listeners. And finally, you get my curated list of the top 10 episodes of this podcast. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from ASTOTS Academy. And I'm here with featured guests, Dan Solomon. Dan, are you ready to rock? Uh, definitely, yes, bring it on. <laughs> Let's do it. So Dan Solomon has a diverse background in engineering, business, and finance with experience across several industries, including banking, consulting, and chemicals. He's on a mission to help international students and young professionals, especially those in Germany and the Netherlands, to gain the right skills they need to succeed in the job market. He is a strong believer of taking little steps towards making the world a better place. You can check him out at the Bliss Career Podcast. Just type it in, all one word, B-L-I-S-S, Career, Bliss Career Podcast. Dan, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life. Okay. Thanks, Andrew, for having me on the show. Really looking forward to, to this. So my name is Dan Solomon, and I, I originally come from, from Nigeria. So I grew up in Nigeria till when I was 18. And from there, I left. I left to Russia. I think that was, that was for me, the transformational period in my life. So after 18 years, I was like, okay, Dan, if you got a scholarship, go to Russia. Uh, and for me, I was like, wait, Russia? I had no idea about the place. I couldn't speak the language. Temperature uh, was a little different, I bet. Exactly, exactly. I, I left Nigeria when it was about, I think, uh, around 25, around 25 to 30 degrees. I arrived Moscow minus 20. So <laughs> that was the first culture. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So that was a huge transitional moment in my life. I moved there and I spent five years there. So spent five years in Russia doing my first degrees, did my bachelor's there. Studying, yeah, oil and gas, mechanical engineering, kind of a, in that framework. And after Russia, yeah, I was like, okay, what next, right? So I'm always looking for things to do. And then I moved to Germany, came to Germany in 2013. And so there I did my master's in business. And I've been in Germany since then. I've, I've moved a bit, of course, right? I spent some time in the Netherlands, spent some time in the U.S., but somehow Germany kept on calling me back. <laughs> so I came back to Germany and I'm currently in Germany now working for, for a chemical company in Germany. Mm. And yeah, quite, quite interesting. So I would say 
that is um, yeah a brief about my life. Of course, I love to not stop outside of work. Last year, I started a platform called Bliss Career, and you mentioned that in the beginning. The reason why why I started Bliss Career is after spending some time in Germany, I realized that it's it's actually not easy for for international students right to find to find jobs in Germany due to many other reasons mm. and. And having gone through that process, having gone through that, that, I would say that pipeline, right, of really struggling to get my job here, I was like, okay, why don't I come up with a system and, and come up with a platform that can help other people out there? And, and this was the main reason why I started Bliss Career. So I do that on the side just to help help people out there. And I, I, I know that my little contribution, right, could help someone out there who's, who might be struggling to get something. And uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. That's great. I mean, it's one of the things that they always say to do is teach the thing that you did. There's other people exactly. that want to follow it. And so I'm sure you've got really relevant advice. I wonder when you first went back to Nigeria, how many years were you like in Russia before you went back to Nigeria for your first trip back? Wow. Okay. It's interesting you're asking me this question, right? <laughs> because I was in Russia for three years before going back. So after leaving, I didn't go back until after three years. So I went mm -hmm. back at 2012, I think. Um, I went back, went back to Nigeria. And there were a lot of reasons why I didn't go back immediately. And one of them was I wanted to explore other things. So I used the, I only had time in the summer or during the summer to go back. And, and instead of going back home, I just said, okay, why don't I explore all the stuff? Because I love exploring things. So I used that time and I went to the U.S. So I went to the U.S. twice. And, mm. and, and I worked as a counselor. I don't know if you know that. So, so um, Where? In the U.S. I was upstate New York, close to Syracuse. What, what was the name so of the place? Long Point Camp. Okay. So it, it's a camp where, yeah, they just send students every, uh, or kids every summer. And they normally need somebody, an adult, to take care of these kids, right? So I had like kids aged from, from 10 to around two, two to 17 years. And my job was to keep them busy. <laughs> so that was a good experience, really. Good experience for me. And uh, I, I used that time to explore the U.S. a bit. Uh, I'm looking at it on the, on the Google Maps right now. That's a Salvation Army camp. Exactly. It's a Salvation mm -hmm. Army camp. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we had that in common because I was a camp counselor when I was 18. Ah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> my, my godfather owns the, the largest daycare camp in Los Angeles and his son okay. runs a camp on Catalina Island. And then there's a camp, I think it's in, I'm not sure, in outside of Boston or in Maine called, I think it's called Pinehurst, something like that. I can't okay. remember the name, Okay. but it's run by a family friend of ours. So love camps, you know, it's just such a great time, you know, and kids yeah. are just like away from home and just, you know, like there's just so much positive, you know, stuff with that exactly. so I, I totally get that mm, yeah that so, was really nice i really enjoyed those times yeah so when you went back to now for me i i didn't go back to america for the first two and a half years that i was in thailand mm. because really i didn't have money in the beginning to to do such a travel you know but then after i started to get it and started to you know be able to do it i went back and i'm just curious like what was it like going back to your village like after you've already now seen kind of the big world out there and, and your family <laughs> hasn't necessarily, the people in the village, and then you come back and you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it was a, it was, it was a shock, right? So there, there are two different things. If you don't leave and you don't see something else, it's fine, right? Mm. But once you leave and then you see how things are outside, 
coming back home, it's like, wait, I was still here. <laughs> and so Nigeria is still a developing country, right? And we still have, we're still lagging, lagging behind. So there are a lot of stuff that still needs to improve. Mm. And, and when I got back home, I was like, wait, it seems like nothing changed since three years, right? So, so the roads were still not very good. The electricity power supply wasn't, wasn't constant. <laughs> and it took a while to, to readjust, right? Because I'd been in Russia for three years where things really worked. And going back home was like, okay, hmm, we still have a long way to go. But, but I, till today, I always enjoy going back home. I, I love it. I love mm. going back home because for me, it's always a reality check. For me, it's a reality check in a way that, so now I'm in Germany mm. and sometimes I feel like I get complacent, right? So, so in Germany, everything works. Like the boss, if the timetable says the boss is going to come at 10 a.m., the boss is going to be there at 10 a.m., right? Of course, you have some times where there are going to be some delays, mm. but, but everything works. And then I get complacent. I'm like, yeah, everything's fine, right? But back home where I come from, it's not the case, right and anytime i go back home it's always a reality check for me that hey dan you need to do something mm. right of course i can stay in germany and do whatever i want and and the life is good i have my job i have the good, good salary everything is fine right but that is not the case where i come from yep there's work and to it's be done. always a case exactly dan you need to do something and this is why i always like going back home mm. And um, I was telling you before we got on to the recording was that um, I most many people don't know, but I have a Nigerian army. <laughs> I have an army yeah. of about a, yeah. roughly, let's say, a thousand women who have won scholarships, not only in Nigeria, but also throughout the world. But there's a huge volume in Nigeria because I partner with CFA Society of Nigeria to offer mm. a scholarship to women to learn about valuation. And it's called Women in Valuation. And I have a Facebook group uh, with the women in there, and they've been pursuing different levels of the course, depending mm -hmm. on their desires and their needs. But I'm about to have my first graduate of the Valuation Masterclass coming from Nigeria, and I'm really excited for it. And, you know, I've really been impressed. I mean, the passion, the gentleness, the kindness, the way that they all, that we've all interacted in the group, really enjoyed it. So... It was really my first experience, and uh, I would say a very positive experience. And that's my little Nigerian army. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you call it Nigerian army. But it's quite impressive, right, to, to have gotten several hundred. But I'm not surprised because Nigerians, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Passionate about learning. Learn. Exactly. Passionate exactly. about learning. And, and that's one thing about them. So, yeah. so not, not really surprised that you got up to several hundred of them. <laughs> so, so I'm looking forward to when the, uh, you know, when flights resume and things go back to normal, yeah. I'm going to yeah. try to teach the valuation masterclass live in Nigeria. And that's one of my goals. Okay. Okay. So hopefully that's, that's, we'll be able to hit that, that, hit that result coming. So, yeah. well, hopefully. it's really great to get to know you, but now, it's time to get serious. It's now time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it and then tell us your story. Okay. Okay. So when I, when I saw this, your worst investment, I was like, well, I haven't really lost millions, right? Because I don't have millions to lose. <laughs> but if I go back to my time in Russia, and I think, I think that was a good lead into, into this. So 
I spent five years in Russia and, and I was on a scholarship. So that was, that was how I could get there. And in that scholarship, I was being paid $500 per month. So $500 per month for me was a lot of money, right? So Were they giving was, you housing was, also? The housing was minimal, right? So let's say housing was yeah twenty dollars okay, from that, right? So so because it's it, it the housing was subsidized for people that had the scholarship. Mm. So, so real five hundred significant. Exactly. So yeah. you could say the five hundred was okay just for for feeding, which was also minimal at that yeah. at that point, and the rest was just yeah extra money that you could do whatever you wanted to do with it. So for me, the first thing was I was that I encountered was wow. I went from not having even up to $100 a month to $500. I was like, wait, what do I do with such amount of money, right? And I didn't have any education or any financial education. So I come from, as I said, I come from a, a, a village. And then from there, I just went to Russia. I didn't have any education. I didn't know that, hey, then you can start investing part of that money, right? Mm. I didn't know that. And I also didn't know anything about the compound interest phenomenon, right? So, so what I did, <laughs> which is whenever I look back today, I'm like, hey, Dan, why did you do this, right? So if you ask me, Dan, what did you do with that money? I don't know, right? I, I know that I was a bit flamboyant. I was a bit, I spent the money on things that didn't really mean anything, if I'm, to, mm. if I'm allowed to say that, right? Mm. So bought stuff I didn't have to buy. And sometimes I even struggled to get to the end of the month because at, at some point I was, I already spent the money, right? So financial, <laughs> financial, financial education lacking. And for me, this is the worst investment I've ever done because I never invested any money, right? So till today, the good thing about it, about, about myself today is from that time till now, I've really built a good knowledge base on this, right? So now I'm a bit more knowledgeable compared to what I was before, but I'm still struggling to keep up, right? Just by the fact that I know this. So if you ask me, hey, Dan, what is the worst financial investment? I would say the fact that I had this sum of money, right? Back then, if I calculate, okay, $500 per month, even if I was just investing $100 per month from that, right? At the end of five years, that would be what? About $6,000 mm. from the hundred, right? And if you now bring in compound interest in here, that would be a substantial amount of money down the line. Well, I've done um, the calculation. 12, 12 <laughs> months a year, let's say you save 200 of that 500. And let's say yeah, that you yeah. invested it, and I'm going to use, let's say you invested it over 20 years. So you just, you just keep growing it. And let's say yeah, you can yeah. grow it at 8%, that 200 per month, and this is just one year, would be worth yeah. about $11,000 in 20 years. So Wow. For yep. just one year? Yep. Wow. So you, you're making it even worse for me now. I'm <laughs> what, what, what well, it is your worst life, investment right? ever, right? That's the show. So I got to make it worse, right? And I am the worst podcast host. So you yeah, know. yeah, you're, you're not making it worse for me now. I have to think of what I did with my life. So I'm, li so, I'm exactly. living down to my reputation. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, for me, that is my worst investment. So yep. why didn't I invest, right? So mm. first of all, I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't know that I needed to do this or I could do this, right? And you just said that down the line, 20 years, that would be 11,000 just mm. for one year. Mm. Now do that math for five years, right? And you'd see the, 
the multiplication effect of this. Yeah. And that is my worst investment. And, mm-hmm. and since then, I, I decided to actively, right, build up my knowledge and myself to know, hey, Dan. And the thing about this is a lot of times, I've, I've also had interactions with people, and a lot of times people think, okay, I need to make X amount of money before I start investing, right? But then I realized, hey, even if I have just $100 a month, I can put it somewhere, right? Yep. And it doesn't really matter because, hey, putting $100 a month is better than not putting anything. And you've just done the math and you see what that impact could be down the line. And the earlier you start, which is what I realized, the better. Yep. So that's my worst investment. And I've been trying since then to make sure that I improve on this and to also, yeah, let other people know or teach other people the implications of this and hopefully they get better and also to start as early as they can. So how would you summarize what you learned? So what I learned is start now, right? Start now. You don't need to wait till when you have X, Y, Z amount of money in your bank account. It's never going to come, right? Start now and build that discipline. So if that is what I learned, start now, build that discipline. It doesn't matter how much it is, as long as you're starting today. That is one. And then the second point is try to build a knowledge base. Try to, Mm. like, you need to understand what you're going into, right? Why should you invest in, in an index fund? Or why should you invest in an ETF? Why should you invest in individual stocks, right? Rather than just make sure that you build a knowledge base, understand this. And the best thing you can understand or you should understand is just, even if you don't do anything, try to understand the concept of compound interest. And once you get that, then you'll know why you need to start today. Perfect. Well, maybe I'll summarize a few things I took away from your story. First of all, there's a book out there that I would highly recommend. There's a book that someone can use to start today. It's called How to Start Building Your Wealth, Investing in the Stock Market, written by Dr. Andrew Stotts. By myself, I wrote it for my five nieces, and it's all about getting started. And what you've said is so, so true. In, in addition, for those people listening, come to myworstinvestmentever.com, join the community, and you get a 25% discount on the online course for that. But what I, what I would say about you know, the things that I wrote down the first thing is knowledge. You know, I think you, you're highlighting something that's really important. It doesn't matter whether it's money, whether it's nutrition, health. The world will punish you if you don't know. The world doesn't care that you don't know. You will suffer from a lack of knowledge. If you walk into a car and you don't know that a seatbelt is a major risk reducer, and then you speed along the road, and crash. I'm sorry, the world doesn't give a shit. So I really, really want to take the lesson from you and tell everybody, no matter what it is, what aspect of your life, you need to gain some knowledge. I brought my mother when she was uh, 78 to live with me here in Thailand when my father passed away. And that meant I had to learn a lot about nutrition, particularly if I wanted to get better and better, healthier outcomes. And no choice, I had to learn and so I think that's an important thing. The second thing I want, I wrote down is, you know, one of the things that people miss about compounding, everybody, many people now understand the concept of compounding and they see a chart where there's an exponential rise to the amount of money 
in later years. But there's some misconceptions. The first misconception is that exponential rise doesn't really come until about year 20. So most people never, ever actually experience it. And that's why your advice to start now is so, so critical. The second misconception, and this one's a little bit more complicated, and I think many people don't know this one, is that if you had an investment and you put money into a stock or a fund and the fund did really well and you got some dividends, you got some capital gains and you decide I'm going to take that out and enjoy or pay a bill or do whatever with that. The minute you remove any of the money that's in that account and any of the income that you've received, that exponential line turns linear. It is only by reinvesting. The exponential line is calculated in such a way that we assume that the money, any income from that has been reinvested. So it's a very critical point. You've got to start now. You've got to start growing that over time and let it go. And that's why in that online course that I created, I created for my nieces, I just told them, this is what you buy and you never sell. <laughs> so those are some of the things I take away. One other thing that we have in common besides the fact that we ran away from our homes and went to some strange countries, is that I also got a scholarship to study, and in this case, my PhD, which I got a scholarship from the Chinese government and a Chinese university where I did my PhD. And uh, I really appreciated that, of course, from the, the government of China. And I do have a lot of respect for what I saw about China is that people that, that are intelligent and have potential are not gonna miss out because they don't have money they do make a place for people that really have the potential. So I appreciated that. So those are three things I would say. Anything you would add to that? I think you rightfully summarized it. Just one thing I want to pick out to, to stress that is the fact that when you said invest and don't take it out and the importance of reinvesting whatever interest you get, right? So I think that is very important and just want to stress that again. And also learn it for me, right? And to say, hey, Dan, once you have that in there, let it in. Because you actually see the impact 20 years down the line. And thanks for, for stressing that. And, and it's also letting for me going out of this, this podcast to reinforce my beliefs. And, and I'm really happy that now I know. Mm. And I hope that other people also get to know. Because as you said, right, the world will punish you if you don't know. Yeah, it's not a kind place. Yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't care. You know, your mom and dad will forgive you. Your friends will forgive you. Oh, it'll be okay. You didn't pass this and that. But there are certain general things that happen in this world that you will be punished for. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? One action. I mentioned that already. My um, other action is start now. Boom. <laughs> That's it, ladies it's, and gentlemen. It's, it's not as difficult, right? <laughs> yeah start now all right last question what's your number one goal for the next 12 months my number one goal for the next 12 months is to build so i'm building my platform the bliss girl platform is to build it to a level um, where it is self-sustaining so to help as more people as much people as i can and the plan is to use this 12 months to make sure that I have all the bits and pieces in place to make that happen. I know you said one number one goal. So that's my main goal. But 
the other one that relates to, to what we're just talking about today is to try to have that what do you call it the ah, i've forgotten the word mm -hmm. <laughs> to make sure i keep on doing what i'm doing the sometimes discipline. it's not easy the discipline that was what i was mm. looking for have the discipline to keep on doing what i'm doing in terms of my investment plans and just making sure that i stay consistent sometimes it's not easy and i know a lot of people also find it difficult out there but the main aim is no matter how difficult it is just try your best to see that at least you stay disciplined for the whatever plan you have for your mm. investments going forward and that's mm. what i want to do for the next 12 months got it all right listeners there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you my listener reduce risk and increase return in your life to achieve this i've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com and i look forward to seeing you there. As we conclude, Dan, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of A. Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Yeah, my parting word would be also repeating that. I know that a lot of people are in a situation where they find it difficult to invest, even though they know the importance of this down the line. A lot of people either, yeah, how would I say? A lot of that, there are a lot of family stuff that come that mm. you say, okay, I don't have the money because I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this. And I know that a lot of people are in those situations. But my parting word is try your best that you say, despite this really difficult situation that I find myself, I want to make sure that at least every month, something of that money. It's not just going out as an expense, right? Not everything should go out as an expense. Just get a bit out of that and start putting that in your investment portfolio. And just to echo what Andrew said, you see the benefit of compound interest 20 years down the line. So start now so that you can at least benefit from this before yeah, anything happens. So that is my parting word. Start now, no matter how difficult it is, and hopefully things get better down the road. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.